Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> we talk about horror movies on this show, although not as it's typically as we do not, not, what I'm trying to say is today's not a normal episode. Today's a little bit different because it's the Octoberthon. <laughs> The Octoberthon, oh, okay. of course, we do episode. We're doing a trial. We'll try to do episodes every day, and that's that's exciting and fun. And we've already had like seven episodes go up. I'll I'll, I'll do a little update at the end of the, this episode, telling you what's been up. But this 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 episode is basically going to be just the horror movie news because it's not attached to any movies. Plus, we're also going to talk about what other movies we've been watching uh, for October, just on our own time, just briefly, spoiler free. Uh, we'll give you some sort of updates on that. Um, but that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do this uh, four times throughout the uh, throughout the the, the month. Month. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the day that these go up on YouTube for everyone is the same days that the exclusive Patreon episodes uh, of the Wishmaster franchise are going up uh, on Patreon for patrons. So that's exciting, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah, I, if, I that's pretty exciting. If you're not already uh, a, a patron. Uh, you're probably going to want to get it at the very least for this month because, oh boy, those Wishmaster movies, uh, my goodness, it's, uh, they were something else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, one, two, and four specifically are uh, yeah. <laughs> interesting discussions. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. not, not to undersell three, just that, sure, that yeah. one was a bit more uh, normal. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, so that's the plan for today. We're going to talk about movie news and then we're going to talk about uh, just what we've been watching kind of casually and some of those may end up being future episodes of streams, of course. No, 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 oh, know, sure. Uh, but uh, we're just going to talk about them casually. Let's start off with our weekly update of what's coming back from Halloween oh, <laughs> for the boy. new Halloween movie. <laughs> Halloween Kills is coming. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even know why I said that. I was very sarcastic <laughs> that, oh, yeah. I'm not that excited because I didn't like the last one. But, um, well, yeah, that's why it's sarcasm. <laughs> yes. Thank you for explaining, Timothy. <laughs> so what's coming up is um, we, we have characters, you know, we had the nurse announced last week is coming back. Mm-hmm. We know Tommy Doyle's coming back, Lindsay Wallace, mm-hmm. the other child who was the bully whose name I'm never going to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, we have all these characters yeah. coming back. Um, we're having a location come back now, Tim. Oh, man. Yeah, you Can't said, <laughs> what else can we bring back? Who else can we bring back? The, the question was not who, Tim. The question was where 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 else can we bring back (laughs) so uh coming back is the haddonfield memorial hospital Mm. apparently that location will be featured in the film which is interesting because that is associated with halloween 2 which is actually Mm. not in continuity with these movies yeah i love the idea of like you know forget all the sequels we're going back to basics we're just doing a sequel to the you know first movie and now it's like yeah but we are using like all of these characters and uh the main location from the second movie it just uh feels kind of weird but yeah, just sure, you, whatever just you wait daniel harris is going to be announced as a grown-up version of our, our kid character from, from yeah. four for the third one or something like that and it's gonna be like yeah i thought we were ignoring all those movies nah psych yeah. halloween four's in continuity yeah once they start <laughs> getting into whatever that uh that cult was from uh the later movies. Maybe they'll then, do like uh, a, a multiverse thing where Tommy Wallace from the new movie and Paul Rudd will come back as mm-hmm. the original Tommy, well, not the original, but the Tommy Wallace from Halloween 6 and we'll have two Tommy <laughs> Wallaces and they'll be like a, 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 hallow, hallow, a multi, 
in so well, <laughs> halloween crisis is basically what you're, lo- you're yes, looking yes. for yeah Cr- crisis on infinite october 31st that's what, there you <laughs> that's, go. That's what we're doing <laughs> so yeah not much to say about it the hospital's coming back cool cool cool, cool. uh yeah. next up we have uh some interesting uh, news here so we have a writer uh braggy shoots script the last voyage of the uh demeter or Dem- mm-hmm. I'm, Demi- I don't know if I, how am I pronouncing that. Is that, that that right, Tim? I I thought it was Demeter. That's Demeter may be right. Yeah, yeah but um, who knows? <laughs> yeah, but uh, so that's been floating around for a while. And the news this week, though, is that there's now a director attached to that script to work on it. Uh, is uh, uh, Andre Overdahl from Autopsy, Autopsy of Jane Doe and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is going to be uh, doing this film for Amblin. Uh, partners. I was going to say Amblin Pictures, but it's Amblin Partners. Uh, so this was the ship the, from the Dracula novel that mm-hmm. transports Dracula from Transylvania to London. Um, and the idea is that this movie would be, you know, about that. But here's the uh, the original, originally written in 2002, uh, so it's been going around for a, a long time. The script tells the tale of the journey in which the crew is slaughtered one by one by a mysterious passenger. This is kind of a cool idea because one one of my complaints that I have with a lot of Dracula adaptations, and I'm mainly thinking of Bram Stoker's Dracula, you know, 1992 mm-hmm. one with Gary Oldman and Keanu Reeves and all that, is uh, I feel like it rushes through all the really atmospheric parts of the story. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite parts of the book actually was the, the the chapter. It was only one chapter, but it was like the diary of the captain of the ship, and like him like sort of documenting like you know day by day that people are going missing and there's like something scary and they're all losing their minds because they think they're going to die and like it was a really good little story on its own i mean can it just be sustained for like a whole movie possibly yeah <laughs> i mean uh i love this idea it's uh and it's one of those things where i can't think of you know the countless dracula adaptations we've had i can't really think of one that's uh you know really included this part uh in it which is interesting yeah, and, usually um, there's like a one shot of like a ship arriving, yeah. <laughs> you know, and maybe a little bit some dead bodies on the ship when they find it or something. But yeah, you you won't get the actual story itself. And uh, it's kind of funny because I was listening to uh, a podcast when they were interviewing Neil Marshall and they were talking about like um like the whole point of the podcast is like uh, movies that never got made. And mm. uh, Neil Marshall has a ton of stuff like that, but uh, he actually mentioned uh, this movie, which I don't know if. Uh, it's like the same script he was involved with or someone else just also had the idea. But uh, when he was talking about it, uh, that was kind of the first time this came on my right. Tim, hold that thought. Filmmakers including Robert (laughs) Schwenke, Marcus Nispel, Stefan Rosowitzki, David Slade, and Neil Marshall have all been attached to direct the film (laughs) over the years, which makes sense because it's been, what, 17 years this script has been sitting around. So... Uh, well, that that's cool. I mean, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah. When he, when he was talking about it, um, this like to me seemed like a you know one of those like holy shit like I I would do anything to see this movie. I uh, absolutely love this idea. Uh, anything and... you say, Tim. Anything. <laughs> well, uh, within reason, I guess. But uh, I've got ideas. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and and also uh, I I think. Um, you know, I'm a little bit more of a probably a bigger fan than you are of uh, you know the autopsy of Jane Doe, but I really like that I movie and the, you know this director. Well, so I'm I excited um, for it. I like the autopsy of Jane Doe for the most part. I thought the ending was a bit kind of 
generic you know the, the sure. last act kind of went generic but yeah i yeah. mean there was stuff in there i like i've not obviously i've not seen scary stories to tell in the dark yet that's something we'll be Me getting either. to uh soonish. soonish i mean yeah, yeah i think not, it comes out at the end of the month or... yeah so it'll probably be a november movie on streams uh would be my my guess but uh so so we'll see how i feel about that i've heard mixed things about that as well i've heard people who like it i've heard people who dislike it yeah, it seems to be a little polarizing. Uh, I've seen, and, and it's one of those like more extreme movies. Like I haven't seen a ton of people that said it's just okay. It yeah. seems like people are either, oh no, it was great, is amazing, or oh no, it was awful, is horrible. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I feel like our jaded, cynical asses are probably going to be in the negative side, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to go in with low expectations, uh, and I, if I had to assume, I'm going to guess a lot of the issues are probably you know, grown-ups who remember these books as a kid and then are coming and expecting, like, an awesome R-rated horror movie and then, mm. you know, being surprised when it's like, well, no, it's still a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, just go, I got my low expectations, just go in with, like, yeah, this might be in the territory of the boy and then it'll probably meet those expectations because that's not that yeah. difficult. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to hold much up to that standard. So. Uh, are you still looking forward to the boy too, Bram's Harder? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course, it's my, uh, you know, it made our list for most anticipated of the year. Uh, and, uh... <laughs> first of all, no such list was even made. <laughs> Secondly, if it was made, it would not be on that list. <laughs> How dare you. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll see, we'll see. And also, if, if they do change the Bram sequel to, like, Copy and Die Hard, like, sequel naming, it does mean the third one would be called uh, The Boy uh, Brams with a Vengeance. Ooh. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll be a good day to Bram's Hard. And then finally... Uh... Oh, sorry, that's the fifth one. The, the fourth one was uh, Live Free or Bram's Hard. There you go. All right, so uh, next up... I'm a partial to Bram's Tokyo Drift myself. Mm, two Bram's, two boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right, uh, next up, we have uh, a film that's going to be... Uh, uh, produced of uh, by Eli Roth. Eli Roth's producing a film for Orion. Uh, it's a mm. slasher film called Ten Thirty One. Not a m- much to go on yet. It says the script is about a young woman who takes her niece to, uh, and nephew to trick or treating and discovers a note inside a candy wrapper that says there's a killer on the uh, on the loose on the block. Um, mm. And Eli Roth's hyper up says it's one of the best premises that I've read in years. Um, He's not directing, which is the best news about this this uh, story. <laughs> Means it may actually be good, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this is actually um, that's kind of exciting, and uh, yeah, obviously, you know, we haven't been too kind to the Eli Roth uh, movies in the past, but I, I do think the man has good taste. Like if you listen to him on podcasts, or you know, he had that whole show on AMC about the history of horror. Like he obviously uh, knows good horror. <laughs> you know, I think it might be a little difficult for him to, uh, you know. <laughs> make it all the time i think eli roth for me is an example of of um sometimes like like a fan someone who's a director now who grew up a Mm -hmm. fan and now is now making the movies sometimes that's not a good thing sometimes yeah it it doesn't work you know maybe rob zombie's another example where i kind of appreciate that he's a big fan but i hate his movies (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean at the very least though uh you know, maybe maybe they are better at this kind of thing, like um, you know, producing or mm. you know, being on the lookout for you know stuff that they can recognize as good. So 
and and that's like you know a decent enough premise that you know could be cool. Yeah, just funny about this. I was I was about to say that we don't actually. It's been a long time since we've really had. I would say of like obviously the Halloween like you know reboot sequel whatever you want to call it. Um, slasher movies set in Halloween have kind of not been around for a while. Like there's not really been a lot of them. So true. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm all for uh, a bit more of this. Mm. Um, well, I guess Hellfest kind of counted because they went to like a a Halloween mm. kind of attraction yeah and that's what the slasher victim was but this is like trick-or-treating this is like out in the street where the kids are trick-or-treating and there's someone going around stabbing mofos yeah. <laughs> uh next up uh so act- an actress from uh, annabelle comes home uh madison eisman she was the uh the main uh okay. teen you know the the, the blonde yeah. <laughs> and annabelle comes home uh she's going to start in a horror <laughs> film for bloomhouse tv and amazon studios uh which i guess mm. means it's an amazon movie but i mean they release it in theaters first though and put it on amazon prime later they don't do the netflix thing really they put it straight oh. out um but uh it's called nocturne <clears throat> and mm. uh zoo quirk is writing uh and directing nocturne which will also star sydney sweeney who was on Euphoria on HBO recently. Uh, the supernatural thriller is about an incredibly gifted pianist who makes a uh, Faustian bargain, or Faustian bargain, sorry, uh, to overtake her older sister at a prestigious institution for classical musicians. Um, mm. oh, I mean, it says it's a supernatural thriller. It also says it's a horror movie at different points. The actual description doesn't really tell us like yeah. much about it outside of the, the, the Faustian kind of part, maybe kind of hinting at something, but... Uh, so yeah, she was pretty good. Annabelle comes home to be fair. Yeah, no, uh, she's definitely a good actress. Uh, you know, kind of seems like this is becoming a, a little bit of a trend. Uh, like, kind of, you know, these prestigious classical, you know, musician horror movies. Like, we just had the Perfection, and mm. you know, we had the trailer for that other one. I forget what it was called, but like that Rob Shea one that yeah, seemed yeah. to also be. Uh, God, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, you know what you're talking about, yeah. And now this, uh, but I mean, not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I'm sure they're all like pretty different, but it's just kind of funny that like, uh, you know, we're kind of starting to see that a bit more coming up. Yeah. Uh, so Orion Pictures is uh, still in the game. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. they've come back over the last few years and they've had mixed results. <laughs> we'll uh, but sure. they've got a horror film coming up uh, called Most Evil, which is written by uh, uh, brothers Benjamin and Paul China. And it's going to be directed by Daniel Robbins, who directed Pledge. Uh, in the film, mm. a group of 20-somethings take a business tycoon's daughter hostage in a failed robbery attempt and quickly realize that they're in over their heads when the girl turns out not to be as innocent as she appears. Mm. Okay. okay. Mm. Uh, what is she? Is she a vampire? Is she a demon? Is she uh, <laughs> Is she possessed? Is she... I don't know. Uh, so, well, she's rich. Uh, she's obviously not innocent, but... <laughs> you think it's just going to be that? That's that's the extent yeah. of the horror. Is that she's just a rich one percenter, and that's yeah. it. That's the whole. That's the whole thing. Uh, I could see it. I could see it. Uh, I mean, I have no idea like what any of those names are for the people that you described and the yeah you know, that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, hey, it could be cool. Um. Yeah, uh, worth mentioning, right? Maybe we don't know yeah. any of the names, but worth mentioning. Uh, next up, we have uh, Sarah. A film coming out called Sarah. Polish mm-hmm. filmmaker uh, Jan, maybe called Rebrosz Jan, uh, given they're Polish, yeah. but uh, Kim, uh, Jan Kamasa, uh, who worked on Suicide Room in Warsaw '44, is uh, going to do an English language psychological horror film called Sarah. Uh, it's a Rosemary's Baby style horror film that follows an American couple who fly to, into Berlin to work on a new startup tech company. The woman is pregnant 
but has a miscarriage. She can't accept the loss of the baby and convinces herself the baby was kidnapped. This leads her to, into the city's criminal underworld. Oh, that definitely sounds interesting. Yeah, they're going to start shooting this next September. So, uh, I'm, uh, I'm reading uh, Rosemary's Baby right now. I'm actually almost done. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Is it? I, I liked the movie yeah. well enough <laughs> uh, when I saw it. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll move on to what we got next. Gigi Saul Guerrero. Maybe Gigi. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, apologies if I'm butchering that name. Uh, so apparently, uh, this 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 uh, director just did an Into the Dark episode for Hulu, uh, episode called Culture Shock. Shock. Did you see that? Okay. Tim? I did. Yes. You did. Was it any good? Yeah. Um, I like the idea of it. Um, I wouldn't say the episode itself like mm. really came together for me. Uh, it's definitely one of the better. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, episodes of uh into the dark or i always forget what it's called into the dark right um but uh yeah it, it, it's okay it's kind of in the middle well he's going to direct a new film for screen gems uh, which honestly as, as a studio goes screen gems I, I tend to assume are going to make crap i don't know i don't know if it's just because they made the resident evil movies but they <laughs> little boy I think oh, they did. I'm sure. They, I'm sure I saw a Screen Gems logo at the start of the first one. But anyway, uh, Guerrero is going to direct an untitled film based on the mythology of the Santa Muerte. Uh, so this come from Deadline. Uh, they want to launch a franchise. Um, so uh, Santa Muerte is an idol in Mexican folklore, a personification of death. She is associated with healing, protection, and safe delivery to the afterlife by her devotees. So we'll see. Um, it could be cool. I mean, I'm always for like a new kind of, you know, uh, horror icon or something. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I can always get behind that. I just, yeah. I just want. I'm, I, I'm concerned uh, that it'll just be Cursa La Llorona, uh the second. True. Or yeah. you know, like that's yeah. that's the sort of thing that will get to. It. Uh, next up, Italian director Andrea De Sica is getting behind the camera for a horror film based on best-selling gothic novel. Uh, <laughs> best on a best-selling gothic novel thank you that, that makes more sense uh oh. so <laughs> non me usadiri I, you know what it translates as don't kill me right <laughs> that's the title <laughs> don't kill me okay. uh written by the late cult author uh chiara palazzolo uh, the title translates as don't kill me is about a 19 year old named uh, Murta, uh who with her older lover robin dies of a drug overdose she then resuscitates alone to find out that in order to continue living and cherishing the memory of robin's love she must eat living humans so she's basically mm. a, a, an intelligent zombie, zombie. yeah i mean it says okay. like she's still like her she still knows who she is mm. but so uh i guess it's kind of a mix between a zombie and a vampire i guess maybe that's the the way i'd describe mm. it just based on this yeah <laughs> you, okay no i i agree I, i'm i'm mulling this concept over in my head i like it could be cool well, i don't know I, I do like vampires but uh, it's not jumping out at me right away but obviously like anything kind of you know can hinge on a well-written script and a good director and everything so you know i won't, <laughs> I won't uh completely uh you know knock it out of my mind yet i'll wait for uh, to see how it goes that last 30 seconds of you talking <laughs> was poetry in motion tim 
You somehow managed to fill <laughs> thirty seconds by saying almost absolutely nothing, it, but but constantly talking. No, constantly making noise. That's impressive. Uh, next up, Andrew Gorey will uh, write and direct an indie horror film called Hell House, not to be confused with Hell House mm. LLC or any of that franchise, uh, for Camera Ready Pictures. Uh, we have a cast for it as well. Jess uh, Weixler uh, from Teeth. Uh, oh, that's a deep pull because oh. that was a while ago. So she, she yeah. you know, she was a, like a, well, she was playing a teen in that. So she's probably like in her mid thirties or whatever now. Mm. Uh, but she, uh, she's going to be in it. Uh, Stephanie Scott. We need to do teeth on screams at some point. I can't believe we've not done teeth. I'm sure. Teeth, teeth in a vagina. People, come on, it's just a gold. <laughs> uh, Stephanie Scott, who was in Insidious Chapter Three. I remember liking the lead girl in that. Uh, Odesha Adlin from Nashville uh, as the uh, and that rounds out the the lead cast. Uh, the story centers around the complicated relationship between a small town high school peers, Don, uh, played by Scott, uh, and Michaela in the Deep South. On the eve of a religious-themed Halloween attraction, or Hell House, the grand opening uh, and the various townspeople who try to keep the two apart with disastrous results. Mm. So, interesting. Um, sounds like it's going to be different from the... Uh, from from Hell House LLC, it doesn't sound like yeah. it's just that's haunted. It sounds like it's going to be more about the people, but um, yeah. couple, couple couple of names. I mean, they're not big names in horror, but like you know, it's like oh hey, I've seen Teeth. Oh hey, I've seen Insidious Three. Uh, yeah, putting these people together, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, it could be good. It's like another thing I feel like is popping up uh quite a bit now. Are, are these uh, horror movies that take place in like some type of uh you know horror attraction? And, mm. and like you said, it doesn't sound like it's the enemy is the actual place like hell house llc or some of these other movies but uh you know still seems like that's kind of becoming a popular setting yeah do you want to see when they reboot hell hell house llc they should call it hell house incorporated yeah <laughs> not bad yeah or hell house i don't know but something different from llc anyway uh next up uh where are we so oh we're on trailers now so we've got three trailers to talk about uh the first one is for a film called eli which is a netflix movie uh and this is a kieran uh, foy if i just get that yeah kieran foy's uh film uh this is uh coming out on october 18th so as always with netflix they kind of released a trailer just a few weeks before the films drop uh, here's the description. After checking into a clean house to treat his autoimmune disorder, Eli, aged 11, begins to believe that the house is haunted. Unable to leave, Eli soon suspects that the house and the doctor who runs it are more sinister than they appear. So, what did you think of the uh, the trailer, Tim? Uh, I was not into this at all. <laughs> Sorry, Eli. Um, I, I, again, like, you know, who knows? We watch it. It could be pleasantly surprised, but um, there just wasn't really anything about this that stood out to me or looked is, visually is, that interesting is this a young eli roth the trail didn't reveal it but <laughs> i feel like that's that's what they should do with it um no i didn't like it either i, I think these scares felt really like generic and like oh yeah. I've, I've seen these exact scares with the oh the, the, every time he turns the light the, the ghost is closer to him oh i've never seen that before um, yeah i wonder if anyone watched that trailer and like did not immediately know what was gonna happen like mm-hmm. it's choreographed so you know so obviously or even yeah. the the cg part where she's like got her back bent sort of like back the way and then she kind of like well i may not even be yeah. cg I mean, she may just be a contortionist but like uh the reason why i say cg is because it felt fake because they, they add all these sound effects and all these crunching sounds as she sort of like straightens back up and it just it feels i don't know i feel like i've seen this like a hundred times before and uh, nothing in this was interesting 
Well, the I mean, and the funny thing is, is it does sound like it kind of has uh, an interesting premise. We're talking about you know this kid that has uh, you know this disease where he can't really go to the outside world, and then you know um, it seems like he's kind of starting to get freaked out with the doctors, and it seems like you know there's like a level of paranoia there uh, about what's wrong with them and what's going on outside. That that could be interesting, but yeah, it just devolves into generic uh supernatural stuff that we've seen a million times so it's i don't kind of kind of weird that well i mean i guess not weird but they you know they're going it seems like they're going with the angle that you know we've seen a million times before as opposed to maybe something a little more interesting which is a shame yeah the only interesting thing in the trailer to be honest is that max from stranger things uh is in it oh right and i was like oh hey i like max (laughs) yeah she's good but yeah. So, so you know it's a Netflix movie because <laughs> I got someone from a Netflix show. Yeah. That does seem to happen a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it does seem to happen up a lot. Uh, next up, we got a trailer for um, a trick. So I mentioned how there's not enough slasher movies yeah. set in Halloween. <laughs> well, apparently there's one closer to us because <laughs> here we go. Trick. Trick's a thing. It's coming on demand uh, on October 18th. Um, so I don't see us having time to squeeze in an extra movies, Tim, <laughs> but I feel like squeezing in a movie set at Halloween like this before the end of the month would be the one that we'd pick if we're going to try and squeeze something in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is coming October 18th. Uh, Trick introduces new slasher villain Patrick Trick Weaver. Get it? Patrick. Patrick. Mm. Uh, who comes back go. every Halloween to do some killing. And it looks like he's a man of many masks with the trailer highlighting a handful of different Halloween masks and also teasing some brutal kills. Uh, yeah, so that, that's uh, bloody disgusting words there. Um, mm. Yeah, Trick, uh, do you know what's funny? I remember hearing about this uh, in the news at one point, and we talked about how it sounded more like a thriller because it was this detective who was like convinced the killer was coming right. back and, and whatever. But the yeah. trailer, to be fair to it, does make it look like a straight-up horror movie. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, a lot of kills, you know, they've got this pumpkin-wearing like killer like stabbing. Well, he's got multiple masks. He's got like a pig mask at one point. Um, mm-hmm. Which maybe is part of his gimmick is that he's changing masks because it's like Halloween and he's changing his mask constantly. That'd be interesting, um, yeah. Uh, Tom Atkins is in this, by the way, just FYI. Oh my god. <laughs> my hero. <laughs> we'll see what we could do. Maybe we will we'll kick out one of the other movies that we had planned. Like, no, <laughs> they get tricking. Um yeah. but uh yeah, so that's coming to VOD on October eighteenth. What, what did you think of the trailer? Um I, I think I'm about 50-50 on it. Like I I like the pre- uh the premise. Um, you know, like you said, uh you know, it's always a little more fun, uh, especially around this time of year when you you have a horror movie set on Halloween. So I do like the idea that it does seem very Halloween focused, and um, you know, like just kind of like the the kids doing stuff like playing. Um, I don't know if it was like a like a spin the bottle type game, but with a knife and and stuff like. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then there's a few things here and there, um, like you're mentioning, like with the stuff with the cops uh, didn't seem as much you know my style, and then. Um, there's kind of a part where, uh, he like kicks up, uh, the knife and then grabs it and it's all like very, you know, like fluid and impressive and stuff, but it also doesn't really feel like, you know, the kind of creepy thing you would see like from a slasher character. Like it feels like a little too clean, um, kind of modern, what uh, if I, uh... fight style. <laughs> What if I told you it was from Todd Farmer and Patrick Lussier who did Drive Angry My Bloody Valentine 3D? Would that sway you better or worse? 
Mm, I don't think I have strong enough opinions on them. Uh, Drive Angry, I honestly don't really remember much, uh, which probably isn't a good thing. For like yeah. a crazy Nick Cage I never movie. saw it, so I, I don't uh, have an opinion. Well, I mean, I think there's a reason why people aren't, you know, it. Well, people are still, you know, talking about like the Wicker Man today and how crazy, <laughs> you know, that is versus, you know, this movie, which I don't think. It, I don't think it goes as like big and crazy as you want it to be, not, and then uh, not as memorable as the Wicker Man remake. That is a damning, <laughs> damning uh, statement. And then, uh, yeah, then the My Bloody Valentine remake. Uh, I remember not being like super down on it, but I also don't mm. think I, I obviously didn't love it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it could go either way, I think. But yeah. I, I, mean, I would say I'm at least like. At least with this one, like I, I could see it being bad, but at least I'm interested in it. You know, versus mm. something like Eli, where I could not care less if I didn't see it. Like this, uh, even if it's bad, I do kind of want to see it. Well, I'll take us on to the final trailer, which is one that. Well, the, what, what about you though? Are you excited for it? Or? Oh, so, um, I mean, it looks okay. Like, I think it, it okay. could be a fun slasher movie. It could also be a bad slasher movie. Does I mean, I like some <laughs> of the kills from the look of the trailer, but yeah. um like but it doesn't look bad though like you know, it's, it's like some trailers feel like yeah. a red flag this didn't feel like a red flag it just felt like oh this could go either way but like yeah you know didn't look bad um so yeah the failed trailer which is right, the main event yes yeah, the main event <laughs> because tim tim has never done this before tim messaged me halfway through the week and said pete we need to talk about this trailer on screams and i like i mean i would have probably found it. i'd have probably stumbled on it when i was looking for trailers but Tim oh, wanted to make sure. <laughs> yes, uh, the Onania Club uh, <laughs> is the is the title, or maybe Onania. I, I didn't quite catch the pronunciation. Um, but uh, this is a movie from Tom Six. Who is Tom Six? You might ask. Oh, you you naive <laughs> little <laughs> little innocent souls. Tom Six is the creator and director of the, as this trailer puts it, the Human Centipede trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> and he is here with a new movie, a new concept, and of course it is risky. Of course, it's got a a weird bent to it, and it's basically about people who have uh, <laughs> a, a fetish for a certain type of uh, thing. Yeah. I will say. Well, there, there's a shit. There's a there's like a specific term for it. It's like a German word. Uh, schadenfreude i think for like when you you take pleasure in other people's misery yeah it's not quite necrophilia these don't they don't want yeah. to actually have sex with dead bodies it's not it's not that but like basically like we get interested in the main character who is getting off when she finds out that someone's been like badly hurt in a car accident or something like that yeah. and she goes to the bathroom and we get lots of montages of various women masturbating in various places, presumably like spurred on. And we find out about this club, yeah. this old woman's like, "Hey, I've got this club," and they're all like, together watching like news footage of like people dying, like a shipwreck or something <laughs> like that. And they're all just moaning and groaning and like, "Oh." <laughs> I honestly, I can't remember the last time I like was laughing this hard at a trailer. It's uh. It looks so bad, but I'm also so down <laughs> to see it. Like the it, it obviously looks like very like sleazy and lurid and everything, but mm -hmm. it's just so funny the way it's presented. Like you're saying, you know, this this woman's talking to her friend and she's like, oh, talking about like her husband who just got into a car accident. And like, yeah, he had to lose his leg, and then the, the friend is just like, 
excuse me a moment and then just cuts to her like furiously masturbating in in the bathroom it's so funny it's gonna be so bad but i think it's gonna be <laughs> super super funny and uh and i was like telling like you know you before um with the human centipede movies i do think those are truly truly hilarious uh like they're very bad movies they're very dumb and stupid but again in that like crazy like who wanted this or thought this was a good idea kind of way that i think is very funny and i do think the reason why it's not talked about more is because they are so gross like yeah and i mean this too like it's uh it looks like it'll be super funny but also like uh gross i guess in a more like sexual way <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know I, i'm <laughs> i'm down for this uh if you want to start our own little club <laughs> uh where? <laughs> we're what? We're what? Finish that sentence, you coward! Finish that sentence. We'll, we'll leave that up uh, to the imagination. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm down for this. What, what do you think? You, uh, is this on your radar now? You counting down the days <laughs> for it to be released? It'll make an interesting episode of Screams. I'll say that much. I'll say I'll, oh, say, sure. I'll say that much for it. Um, it's the question is is it going to be regular screens or is this going to be it seems like it'd be our kind of patreon fodder the kind of thing we uh, would usually do on that you say that but this may get the clicks timmy this may get that's the true. clicks that's very true <laughs> very true <laughs> you know a lot of people are going to think it's the the actual movie <laughs> and start watching the review <laughs> You'd be shocked how many comments we get every so often <laughs> complaining, complaining that they thought it was going to be the movie, as if that would be on YouTube, just randomly. Oh, dear. They thought it was a 43-minute cut of a, a normally two-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to, uh, uh, to else to say. Obviously, there's some spiritual successor vibes from Crash, the David Cronenberg film. Oh, sure. But yeah. uh, whereas that kind of felt like this sort of like deep, dark, perverse thing, it was like, oh, what's going on? You know, all these people are like ashamed of the thing. This makes it look hilarious. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Timmy. Uh, so what we're going to do, so this is kind of our special format for these news episodes during October. Um, we're going to we're going to talk about what movies we've been watching recently. I've, I've got a few as well that are from before the start of October because I had kind of like a a road to Octoberthon kind of like mm-hmm. period where I was sort of like in the mood and I started watching stuff like a week and a half early. And I think some that's of those right. are worth mentioning at least briefly. So, oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. Uh, so we'll just alternate, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll swap uh, back mm-hmm. and forth. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have an idea of how many movies you've got to talk about, Timmy? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, in total, I have about 22, 23 things written down. Okay. Uh, most of them will be pretty quick. Uh, actually, similar to you, uh, I did want to talk about um, my kind of lead up into the month, which uh, I went to Beyond Fest. As you know, I've been mm. telling you about some of the stuff there. Uh, so I, I can kind of run through the stuff from that real quick, uh, which um, – let me just say, I, I had a super fun time. Uh, if anyone's not aware, that's a like a genre festival out here in LA. They do like the last week of September and the first week of October, and there's just a lot of really cool, um, like uh, you know, old movies and then new independent movies and stuff. But um, I'll just mention uh, the stuff I saw there. It was kind of mixed throughout the end of September and 
early October. But uh, I saw Color Out of Space, which, uh, man, I'm really, really excited to talk about this one uh, and for you to see it. It's, uh, oh boy, it was definitely something else. Yeah, this is, this is the part of this episode where Tim will gloat about seeing some movies early. That, that's essentially what this Beyond Fest section is. Continue. Hey, I mean, I yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging because I, I, I encourage people to come see this. Anyone can, you know, come... Uh, you know, you just gotta <laughs> come to LA. If you ever visit, uh, you know, out here, you should definitely time it for this because it'd be. I think you would get a kick out of a lot of these. But Color Out of Space, uh, really awesome. Can't wait to talk about uh, the Lodge uh, from the uh, person, uh, directors, whatever that did uh, Good Night, Mommy. Uh, also, a very interesting movie. I have a bit more mixed feelings uh, about it, but again, <laughs> we'll go into that into the episode. Again, I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, discussion. Uh, not necessarily a horror movie, but I did see the uncut version of Tammy and the T-Rex, which, uh, I literally, like, my face was hurting from laughing. Uh, now, Tim, you want to talk about bonus yeah. episode fodder. That's bonus oh, yeah. episode fodder. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm definitely, definitely down, uh, for that. Was it the, uh, you may have said this, I just missed it, but was it the R-rated cut? That yes, just came out? yes. Yeah, okay. Which, uh, did you ever see the, uh, like, PG cut or whatever. I, I saw clips from. I never saw the whole. I saw like reviews talking about. It. Like Lindsay Ellis did a like a thing on it a long right. time ago. Because uh, what? Because I I had never seen this movie. Like I know some people are like, oh, I watched that as a kid and stuff. I had never heard of this until people started talking about the uncut one. And after seeing it, I kind of want to watch the PG one now because I have no idea how they turned that into a movie. Well, like. T- tell you what, when we do it for a bonus episode, when it's when it's available, I'll watch the R-rated one. You can watch the PG thirteen one, and then we can compare notes. Yeah, it's not not a bad idea because it's <laughs> you know because I thought it was like one of those things where they add one or two extra scenes with like a little bit of blood, but no, it is like a full on like gore fest, like tons of swearing, like <laughs> to like sleazy sexual stuff. So so, cl- so, by the guy- so clearly it must have gotten edited down now. It's clearly it was meant to be R rated oh, yeah. and then they said, Oh wait, oh, no, we, we want to make this a teenage movie, so we're gonna yeah. <laughs> cut the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well what I love is they had uh it w- they had an intro from the uh director, uh who I didn't realize but is the director of Mac and Me. And uh <laughs> he he was basically telling the story, which is like some guy just called him up and was like hey i have this animatronic dinosaur can you make a movie about it and uh the guy asked his wife and his wife was like well uh yeah we need the money so do it so like he like filmed uh, he wrote this script like super quick and then filmed it and then when they gave the movie back to the guy the guy was like horrified he was like this isn't what i wanted like i wanted like a family friendly movie and so they're like uh okay but no it's gonna be super super fun to talk about and then also uh, similar, uh, well, not not similar to the movie at all, but uh, my last day at Beyond Fest, which was on Saturday, I saw a double feature of VFW, which, again, I don't know, I guess not really like a horror movie. It's more like a siege movie, like I guess similar to uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Um, but it's like old war vets uh, hold up in this bar fighting these like punks on this like new kind of futuristic uh, drug. But, dude, you're really going to like that. I'm very, very excited Uh Mm. uh to watch that and then i don't maybe they won't do screens but if you want to do that on like a uh i guess i'd probably be like 121 because mm. i wouldn't really say it's that sci-fi either but that'll be a fun one and then uh from the same director he also did a vampire movie called bliss which i'm not sure if it's available we could probably do that at some point um if it's on vod but interesting. 
that was, a, that was an interesting one as well. So very, very good year uh, this year. Might have been one of my favorites. But uh, yeah, all the I, I'm happy to say like that every movie I saw I liked in some you know way or another, and it's gonna be really fun to talk about. Yeah, I watched uh, a Lucio Fulci movie in September, oh, okay. and I even I haven't even heard of it. I just found it on Prime. It's called Manhattan Baby. And, okay. Uh, the two things I want to say about this movie, I, I mean, I had fun with it. It's, it's, it's not one of his best movies, but it's definitely got a lot of the, the goofy charm that some of his more weird movies will have. The two things I want to say is, one, the family's little boy in that movie was dubbed by, like, someone who belongs in Goodfellas, and it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, two, I have never seen as many close-ups of eyes in a movie in my life as this. <laughs> Uh, okay. But I mostly had fun. It's, it's, it's you know supernatural force and like they bring something. They're on like a, a trip in Egypt at the start and they bring back like a you know a cursed amulet or whatever and you know tail breaks loose. But <laughs> of um, you know it's, it's literally a future movie. Um, okay. uh, if, if I'm just sort of doing all my September things here, I'll just to fire through them okay. quick. Uh, I watched. Uh, I mean, the third one was in October, but no, no, it wasn't. It was this was September as well. I watched all three Hell House LLC movies. We mentioned those earlier. I had never seen them. Uh, First one, like, there's definitely some found footage annoyances in it, but I was impressed with some of the scares because some of the actual little creepy horror moments were quite good and kind of raised it up a bit. Uh, I thought 2 had the same level of scares, which means it was pretty solid, but it had better pacing, so I thought 2 was a bit better. Uh, Plus a couple of the characters were funnier, which was cool. Uh, The third one is... uh, interesting and it's very different it feels like there's a couple of good scares early on but it kind of like they kind of die out like halfway through the movie mm. and then the ending is kind of batshit insane <laughs> where like i'm not even sure if i like it or dislike it but i at least appreciate how audacious the yeah. the ending is you know it's one of those things where when the ending starts to play you're like what are they doing what <laughs> they're doing this okay <laughs> yeah so. uh yeah so the the third one just came out which i i'd seen the the first two before and i, I really like them I, you know the the first one i think it was like a nice little surprise like i agree like there's you know some of the typical tropes and it's not the best thing in the world but as a you know especially when you're kind of stumbling on something that you don't really know much about i think it mm-hmm. does like it's a nice little uh little treat and then the second one i, I thought you know it was a pretty good follow-up uh and then uh, this third one, though, I, I thought it was like a big nosedive. Like it's still, it's not the worst thing in the world. And mm. yeah, I guess it's cool that they're doing like a couple of crazier things. But I don't know. I, I just really didn't dig it. And I, 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 I thought there's just like so much reliance on the other two movies. Like they kept like doing all these cut like um, flashbacks and stuff. Like, like yeah. you know, you had never seen the movies before. And uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty disappointed in that. Yeah, uh, and a couple of other things. I watched two werewolf movies. I watched uh, a film called Late Phases from 2014, which nice. is a, a, a about a blind man in a retirement community who who's also he's also a veteran, uh, and he decides to single handedly, despite the fact that he's blind, try and take on a werewolf that uh, <laughs> yeah. the, his first full moon there like kills one of the neighbors. And I kind of liked that it just kind of stuck with him like preparing for the month. Like it wasn't like we go through a lot of full moons. No, most of the movie is building up to that full moon at the end of the film where he's preparing and trying to like, you know, as best he can as a blind person to prepare for a werewolf fight. Uh, yeah. And the actor's pretty fun. He's he's got this sort of like no nonsense, hard ass attitude, and he's kind of you can't get into it. Uh, and then the other one I watched, uh, so so Light Phases was pretty solid and fun. Uh, you could feel some of its low budget roots at places, and you know the werewolves didn't yeah. look that great. Uh, 
The other one I watched was a British werewolf movie called Hull, which is a <laughs> train that breaks down, uh, like the Red Eye train, and it's a small group of passengers who are trapped on the train, and there's like a werewolf outside. Um, and again, surprisingly solid little movie. I, I was kind of into this. There's there's some tropes in there, and uh, some some dodgy CG here or there. Um, but like honestly, it was it was a good you know bottle movie with a group of characters trapped, and they're trying to figure out like how to get out. Um, to its credit, I hated all the characters at the start, but they actually kind of made me care about some of them by the time it got about halfway through. So, you know, okay, it's, it's not bad. Uh, so, if you oh. want an Orwell movie to watch, it's decent. I'd say Hill's a a good one. That's H O W L. If you don't understand my accent, Hill. Hill. Oh. I'll, I'll have yeah. to check that out. Uh, I yeah, that I've never seen. Uh, I did watch Late Phases earlier this year, and I actually liked that a lot. Again, it was kind of a surprise, thing, yeah. like because I think it's like a couple of years old. Like it's not super old, but um it, i'd never heard about it and someone recommended it to me and uh, i was really pleasantly yeah, surprised i, I, I got a, i got a big list of recommended <laughs> movies for this decade because i wanted i wanted to try and like see all the gems before we do our top 50s at the end of the year um from yeah. the decade uh, and then the other thing the last thing i watched uh september uh just sort of on my own uh which i have to mention is a film called they look like people from 2015 okay. uh this kind of blew me away uh it's a movie yeah about a, a sort of this, these two friends kind of reconnect this, this guy who's a bit more of a drifter or whatever reconnects with his friend who's now starting to be successful at his job in the city uh, but he believes that there is an invading force of aliens who are taking over people kind of body snatcher style and okay. but the movie plays it very much like is this real or is he just a paranoid schizophrenic and it does it wonderfully it's a very low budget movie but it's got it almost feels like primer at points the tone that it has um but the ending and the sort of dramatic points that it makes uh and the, the character kind of like exploration is is phenomenal and i was kind of blown away by it so uh, i highly recommend they look like people uh so it's on uh prime i think i think that's where i watched it so i have to check that out the, the name sounds familiar but i i don't think i've seen that one it's definitely like a psychological kind of slow burn uh movie but it's it's, it's good. well that's it though it's not that long it's like 80 minutes if that so uh so they look like people all right give it give it give me your first october movie uh so i actually got watched a lot uh on the first because I, I had the day off of work and uh one of the first things i watched was uh count dracula this is the uh i believe it's 1970 i, I think it's the first Christopher Lee, like mm-hmm. Hammer Horror one, which, um, yeah, I actually haven't really seen that many Hammer Horror ones and um, haven't seen too many. I think I saw like one other Christopher Lee Dracula movie, but um, yeah, it, it was it was solid. I liked it. It's um, I, I think it, it might suffer a little bit because like it kind of reminded me of like uh, Nosferatu, but it wasn't as good, mm. <laughs> you know, as it Um but I mean, it's still good. But there isn't really anything like too different about it. Like it's, it's you know, fun. It's, <laughs> it's fun for Lee's performance, and you know. Yeah, whatever. he's definitely great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen Raids of Dracula. He's not in, but it is the sequel. And then the third one's Dracula, Prince of Darkness, which he's in again. I think he's in another couple, but I've not seen anything past that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, the first movie I watched again, another one that blew me away. Uh, again, from my recommended list, uh, The Transfiguration from twenty sixteen. Uh, which oh, okay. is a movie i've heard about this i haven't seen it yeah it's yeah. about a teenager who <laughs> thinks he's a vampire and uh, again this is one much like uh, they look like people is like super like tense as a sort of drama as well as being a horror movie and 
it's it's making a lot of very stark points. Is is kind of the whole thing kind of plays out like this tragedy where you you believe the whole time that, that there can't be a happy ending, but he's such a sympathetic character even though he's uh you know killing people and uh the poster's great. It's just, it's just him walking in his hoodie, but the shadow is like of Nosferatu. It's like a really cool poster. Um, oh, cool. And there's a lot of vampire movie references in it and stuff like that. Uh, the 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 female lead in it is uh, an actress who popped up a lot recently on like uh. Uh, she was in the OA, and she was in, um, like, uh, she was in like an episode of Mr. Robot. She was in an episode of Jessica Jones. She was popping up a lot, in a lot of places. Uh, she, oh, she was in the Ranger. She was the main girl in the Ranger. Was the other thing she was in. Um, oh, okay. But uh, that Transfiguration is another one. Like, if 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 you're taking anything from me this episode, the two that I'm mm-hmm. saying you have to go watch is the Transfiguration from 2016, and they look like people from what was that 2015. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right uh, what do we got next uh so this is actually probably my favorite thing that i've watched uh in october so far uh, other than some of the festival stuff but uh uh v v i y um it's something i uh ordered the blu-ray of a while ago but haven't gotten around to watching and i believe it's on shutter now if anyone wants to check it out but i highly recommend this it's an old russian movie which um i'm not sure the exact year i would I would say probably 60s, um, maybe 70s, not sure. But uh, basically, uh, <laughs> like there's this dude who has to, uh, long story short, basically uh, there's this woman that's died and he's kind of like, um, I, I got the feeling that he was a monk, but they keep referring to him as like a philosopher. I, I don't know like uh, exactly what the difference or whatever is, but uh, this uh, the father of the daughter, um, he is making sure that this philosopher guy uh, spends three nights alone uh, with the, uh, you know, his daughter's body. Uh, and uh, basically every time at night, you know, some weird stuff starts happening. And uh, it's really, really cool. Um, it, it, it looks awesome. And especially like once it gets to- towards the end, a bunch of like crazy stuff happenings and the visuals are really, really cool. And it's a, it's a short movie too. I think it was only like 80 ish something minutes, but mm. I really, really dug this and that. Uh, yeah. That'd be a big <laughs> recommendation for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like the stuff this decade. So all my, all my stuff I'm watching is all from, from this, this decade. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, recommendations. Uh, the next one I watched was, uh, Absentia, Mike Flanagan's, I don't know if it's his first movie, but if if it isn't, it's close it to his first. Um, this was terrible. It looked like a student <laughs> film. It felt like a student film. The acting was student film quality for the most part. The detective in this was was like the worst ever. Like honestly, the, the most enjoyment I had was just making fun of him for the most part. Uh, the it, it just it didn't work. The the idea of this like tunnel that might have like a like a spiritual dimension or something like that that opens up in it or it was was kind of cool, but the actual execution of the whole thing just didn't work for me. Uh, so he clearly got better because I thought the editing was bad as well, and he direct he edited it as well. He did he directed and edited it. So absentia, I cannot recommend. Unfortunately, what you got next time? I watched a movie called Mausoleum again. This is uh, like an old, uh, well, not old, but it's a Blu-ray I got earlier uh, in the year and haven't got around to watching. Um, it's cool. It's kind of like a like possession demon uh, kind of movie. Uh, it's taking over this woman and she kills people and. Uh, it's a little slow at certain parts, but the deaths are pretty cool. It's, you know, it's kind of like outrageous, like cheesy deaths, like heads exploding and that kind of thing. 
so it's it's fun if uh, you know if you can seek it out. I'm not sure if it's uh, streaming anywhere, but it's a it's a nice little watch. It, it seems like a uh, um, a Patreon episode at some point. Sure. Uh, uh, next up, I did a film called "I Am Not a Serial Killer," which stars Christopher Lloyd. Uh, and it's about this, uh, this teenager who, who's obviously not Christopher Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd's the neighbour, who, this teenager who's a bit of a, a sociopath, and, like, it, the film kind of plays with, like, could he become a killer, could he become a serial killer, uh, you know, his mum works at uh, the morgue, and he kind of, like, helps her out, but he's got kind of a fascination with it, but he suspects that there's, there's these murders going on, and he suspects that Christopher Lloyd, his neighbour, is the culprit, and he starts kind of like watching him and tailing him, and it's 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 a it's a, it's a solid little movie. Um, I, I didn't think it was perfect. There was a couple of things that didn't quite work for me, but there's some great moments. It's got a good tone. Uh, it's shot in film, I think. It looked good. Mm. Uh, it looked, looked kind of you know old school in that way. Um, Christopher Lloyd has a good performance, so I'd recommend checking it out. It's not, it's maybe not the best thing ever, but uh, there was enough in there that I would recommend uh for it. So, uh, what you got? Cool. Uh, I'm going to skip around a little bit. Uh, a lot of stuff, like there's a lot of kind of just like crappy Netflix stuff I, I sure. just like put on in the background that's not even really worth mentioning. Uh, so I'll just mention like a couple more that I thought was interesting. Uh, one I've been wanting to see for a while is uh, called Prison, which I think you said you've seen before. Mm. Um, and uh, so this basically uh, it's uh, from Rennie Harlan and stars uh, Viggo Mortensen. Uh, it's basically just about a haunted prison. Uh, and what's cool is that, like it's not like there's a ghost that's coming out and killing people. It's like the prison itself <clears throat> is what's killing people. So it's like the environment, um, you know, is like coming alive. So that you know leads to some interesting deaths and cool special effects. Uh, the only problem is, man, it is a it is way too long. Like I think it was almost two hours. If it wasn't, it was Oof. pretty close to that. And like it's like it, I think it would have just been a great, nice little you know cheesy ninety minute movie instead that kind of get stretched out a little bit too much but um otherwise though uh, you know it's pretty fun oh, cool uh i watched the nightmare or der nachtmare a german film from 2015 which honestly kind of shifted to not really being that much of a horror movie but uh it's this teenage girl who ends up like having this little weird demon alien thing kind of like showing up around her and I guess this one is kind of more of a sort of drama about what she's going through that has this one kind of horror element added on. Like, it treats a couple of things like a horror movie at the start, but as it goes on, it kind of follows in that sense. Uh, I thought it was only okay. Like, I liked what it was trying to do and what it was trying to say, but ultimately I never really felt the emotional connection I think the film wanted from me. So, uh, so I can't necessarily recommend this one. This one's a bit more in the middle, but yeah. What else you got? All right, uh, I'm just going to list off a couple of things rapid fire because uh, <laughs> on a little bit of a time crunch. Um, but uh, I, I rewatched some stuff. Uh, Ginger Snaps. Uh, oh, yeah. But I was on a werewolf kick, and uh, yeah, Melissa's never seen it, so we decided to watch that. It still holds up, still have a lot of fun. Um, John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I had the Blu ray and kind of wanted to give an excuse to watch that. And. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely not Carpenter's best, uh, but I think there's, like, some cool stuff in it. Um, you know, some of the, you know, like, kills and effects uh, aren't bad. Uh, again, I uh, felt like it could have been a little shorter, which, I don't know, I think anything that's not 90 minutes uh, gets me mad. But um, uh, Vampire, 1932, uh, old black and white German vampire movie. Mm. Uh, very, very good. Um, just loved, like, the visual style and everything about it. 
Uh, Arachnophobia I haven't seen since I was a kid. That's still a lot of fun. Uh, and then I rewatched uh, Us because um, I got the, again <laughs> I got the Blu-ray and I was looking for an excuse to watch it. And uh, I still really like it on the second viewing. Uh, I think it still holds up. Uh, I, I really really dig that movie. That's cool. Um, no, I want to see vam- uh, Vampire or Vampire if you want to yeah. that. that way. Really, really nice uh, Criterion uh, mm. Blu-ray of it. Mm. Uh, I've got two more. I've got Grave Encounters, which I hated uh, basically. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, it, I remember not liking that. <laughs> at the start, I was doing some sort of like satire of like those ghost hunting shows, and I was like, okay, I'm chuckling at a few things here. Uh, but the actual horror stuff was terrible. The the CG, like, faces opening wide and shit like that, I hate it so much. I hate that trope. <laughs> uh, but by the end, it was just a chore to get through, so uh, I cannot recommend that. That's from 2011. And then the last thing I watched uh, before this, uh, horror comedy, which I know Tim likes, is One Cut of the Dead. I watched that. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, which came out in 2017 uh, in Japan, but is uh, just this year kind of doing the rounds and uh, everyone else has seen it now but uh so there's i can't really spoil too much about this i'll just say that yes <laughs> after the first 30 minutes the film kind of becomes something else um and what i'll say i like about it is that it becomes kind of meta in a way that interests me because as i was watching the first 30 minutes i went oh I- i'm imagining how they were doing this you know and treating it as if a thing and then it kind of becomes about that in a weird way <laughs> in the second yeah. half so um it's a fun movie i i, I wouldn't say it's a complete knockout of the park but um i, li- I like the inventive kind of like fu- uh, kind of like wild nature of it let's just do this because we can do it and totally yeah yeah, yeah this really is uh I- i'm glad people are starting to watch it now because uh i like I'd heard good things about it, but it's like impossible to find. And then it was like playing on a plane I was taking. And <clears throat> after I watched it, I was like, oh, this is great. I want to talk to people about it. And uh, now it's on Shutter, So people mm. can finally start checking it out. But uh, yeah, it's it's hard because, um, yeah, you definitely don't want to spoil it because, yeah, yeah, something happens. And um, it's not necessarily like, uh, like, oh, it's a big twist or anything. It's just something happens that makes you like rethink all the stuff you saw before, which, uh, yeah, like you said, is just really like fun and inventive. And, uh, I don't know, like by the end of it, it's, uh, you know, like, obviously it's not like a horror horror movie, but like, you know, by the end I actually had like a warm feeling like it, I don't know. It just made me feel good watching it. <laughs> ah, I got it. That was a fun time. Uh, so that's what I, uh, I've watched. So, um, that basically wraps up the, the show. I'll just, before we go, I'll tell you that so far in the October thon, we have episodes up for creep show, the Child's Play remake, Terrifier, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, Tigers Are Not Afraid, Psycho, and the Banana Splits movie. Uh, and I, by the time this goes up, also the Greasy Strangler. So uh, you've got a bunch of stuff there. Um, and I won't preview too much because I want something to be a surprise. But I will say that, assuming recording goes to plan, tomorrow should be in the tall grass. So uh, look, look, look forward to, to, to it. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, uh, just keep enjoying the Oktoberthon. Uh, let us know what you thought of the news and stuff uh, in the comments. Let us know what you've been watching. Uh, you can, of course, support everything we do on Patreon, patreon.com slash TV. Uh, if you give us $1 per month, you get access to an exclusive bonus episode every month. Although for October, because it's the Oktoberthon, you're getting four. You're getting all four Wishmaster mm-hmm. movies uh, over the course mm-hmm. of the month. So go to Patreon, do that. The $5 to you, get a vote and stuff like that. Uh, so go and, go, and, go and do all that. Um, also, you know, rate the podcast in your podcast app five stars. Helps out a lot if you do that. Um, like and subscribe. Ding the bell so that you get notifications for sure uh, when we post new stuff. 
but yeah, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.